Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now, on to the show. Hi, welcome to Royally Obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan. I'm Kayla Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so full disclosure, we, re- we recorded our normal episode Tuesday night. As we always do. As we always do, except sometimes it's Mondays, but usually Tuesdays. <laughs> but then, lo and behold, Wednesday ended up being like the biggest news day presumably, of 2020. Yeah. So other For, than, I guess, like, elections. Well, <laughs> related to the royal. Vis-a-vis the royals. Yes. So we're back. Yeah. So we are. We regathered today for an emergency um, addition to the rest of the episode, which you'll hear in a moment. So, of course, as you probably know by now, um, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle made an announcement today, basically on Instagram. I feel like that's where I first saw it. That's where I first saw it as well. Yeah. It just, like, dropped that they are, quote, stepping back from senior being senior members of the royal family i want to be careful about the language so i'm sure i just bungled it because i think already we're seeing the headlines that are like they quit the family or i don't know just things like that and of course they didn't quit the family they stepped back from their duties as senior members of the royal family yes even they put it in quotes quote unquote senior members of the family and they made it very clear they're still going to be working royals, but the difference is now that they're not senior members, they're no longer going to be receiving um, funds from the Sovereign Fund, which is very complicated. Extremely complicated. <laughs> I, Honestly, they put a, a whole Q&A on their website. It's really very helpful. It's sussexroyal.com. Yes. Um, it just totally breaks it down. But they're not going to be receiving any uh, money that usually is reserved for members of the senior royal family. Instead, they said in their statement, they are going to be working towards being financially independent. They're still going to support the charities they support. They're still going to work with their patronages. They're still going to support the queen. They're just going to be doing it in what they've called a new, quote, progressive way. Yes. So, again, what does that mean? We're not sure. They went to great pains to explain tons of what what their plans are and how it's going to work on their website. Of course, their desires might be a little bit different from the queen's and Prince Charles' you know, their goals for the family and their goals for that branch of the family. And of course, that remains to be seen. We don't know how this will literally play out. Like if we'll see less of them, how much less of them, presumably we will see less of them, which of course makes us feel feelings. Or maybe we'll just see them in a different capacity. You know, they're still going to be working on stuff. They're still so passionate about the things they were passionate about before. They're just not going to be um, falling in line with the duties of a senior royal family member. Um, And this came as a shock to us, to a lot of people, and presumably <laughs> the announcement apparently came as a shock to senior royal family members yes. because uh, Johnny Diamond of the BBC, uh, the royal correspondent, said that Powell's sources said that the family feel hurt by the announcement and that they weren't consulted before the announcement. And then um, the Queen's office at Buckingham Palace said in a statement that discussions with the Duke and Duchess of Sussex are at an early stage. We understand their desire to take a different approach, but these are complicated issues that will take time to work through. Yeah. The Daily Express in particular, um, their front page for tomorrow, which they've already shown when we're recording tonight on Wednesday night, um, basically made this seem like they were blindsided. But I mean, we can't know, right? Like Lisa and I don't know. Unfortunately, still not scullery maids. Like, I don't know how much this was discussed with them and um, how prepared they were for this drop. But um, this statement, 
at the very least, the statement from Buckingham Palace was pretty terse. It was terse, but at the same time, they said discussions. So like they know it's happening. Maybe they just didn't know that the announcement was happening on this timetable. And granted, we started today, Wednesday, with like all these rumors that maybe they're moving to Canada, they're considering options. And so like all these rumors started reaching a fever pitch. And then Caitlin G chatted me and said, <laughs> OMG. Sussex Royal. And then I it's looked. actually really tough because in general, the way Lisa and I operate on Gchat, Instagram DM, and texting each other is everything starts with OMG. Like every conversational <laughs> like topic starts with OMG. Um, last week, it was the fact that Jessica Mulroney seemed to be in L.A., eating at Sir Restaurant, or rather at Tom Tom, Tom Tom from Vanderpump Rules. So we were deeply amused by that connection. Because we love it. We love it so much. And that was also deemed worthy of an OMG. But this is truly an OMG moment. And I was really shocked at the same time. Um, and this, I think we're going to be analyzing this for days, weeks, months to come. So buckle in <laughs> uh, as we see how it unfurls. But like, at the same time, it is shocking, but they have been preparing us for this in so many ways for months, if not years. Like both mm-hmm. Lisa and I wrote about this today for our, for different outlets. Um, but Harry, how many times did Prince Harry have to say, leave my family alone? Like the yep. documentary, the love shield, like for years he's been expressing his disappointment. The lawsuits yeah. in October and November. Like how many ways and how many times can he say you're making me uncomfortable. You're making, you're hurting my feelings. You're hurting my family. You're making my wife anxious. Um, it's really difficult to raise our child. He has said it so many different ways. And this is the biggest way to date is just saying we're stepping back. Um, at the same, like it's a, it's a major deal. Yes. But at the same time, he's a sibling of a monarch, of a future monarch. He is not the monarch himself. So mm-hmm. it's kind of akin to his role as like Princess Anne or Prince Edwards, you know, Princess Anne is one of the hardest working royals, but she's not on TV regularly. She's not being photographed by her every single move, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I would hope for that future for them is that they get to do amazing work um, and continue royal traditions without having cameras on their neck every single day. And one thing I thought was really interesting among the many interesting things that they said um, in their state, well, on their website, they um, mentioned how they're going to deal with the media. They have an adopted, they adopted a revised media approach. Um, they're going to engage with grassroots media organizations and up and coming journalists. Um, they're going to provide access to credible media outlets and they're no longer going to participate in the Royal Rota system, which I'm probably mispronouncing. Maybe it's Rota, but the Royal, that system is kind of interesting in that it's almost like the Washington, like the White House press corps. It's not the same thing. Of course, it's different, but you know, it's just like rotation of people who are known as royal correspondents and then they cover the royals really extensively. So Sussex Royal writes, um, Britain's royal correspondents are regarded internationally as credible sources of both the work of members of the royal family as well as of their private lives. This misconception propels coverage that is often carried by other outlets around the world, amplifying frequent misreporting. Regrettably, stories that may have been filed accurately by royal correspondents are also often edited and rewrited by media editorial teams to present false impressions. Interesting. I mean, it seems like to me they're basically saying we don't have to invite you into our every single activity. Yeah. And I mean, at the very base level, we can understand the tabloid thing. In just like, I mean, no one's writing about us per se, but sometimes the tabloids will listen I mean, to they us. Do. Like, they're listening to us right now. Like, hello, you know who you are. They listen to us and they take our really benign comments because 
keep in mind, this show is intentionally designed to be lighthearted entertainment. We try not to get too heavy. Occasionally we do, but in general, we just try to keep things light and fun, which has been really tough because we have seen a lot of racist, classist, and sexist attacks on Meghan Markle in the press. But sometimes they will listen to us and we will say something benign. Like, for instance, I could say, oh, she wore a purple dress and wow, it matched the room that was also purple. And they'd be like, breaking. She intentionally wore purple to match the room. Like it could be something so silly. And so that's what they do. And so I understand why they've gone after them because the stuff that's been reported in many of these tabloids has been disgusting. The harassment that they've allowed to happen from her family in these tabloids is disgusting. And so good on them. Good (laughs) Good for Megan and Harry, seriously. Yeah, I feel like that's sort of, you know, I had a lot of friends, thank you friends, reach out to me about this today. Um, and I just, they're like, okay, quick, what's your take? What's your take? And I'm like, my take is good for them. Um, I I know there are people out there who think that this was disrespectful, or maybe they didn't at first, but then when they heard that the queen wasn't informed reportedly that, or that the other members of the family weren't informed, um, they thought that was disrespectful. I feel like, again, I don't know what the conversation was like, but my very first instinct is just to say good for them because they've been through a lot. And yes, again, like lots of people love to say like, this is what you signed up for, but Harry was born to this. He didn't sign up for this. And if he has the opportunity to take care of his own mental health and to take care of the woman he loves and of his child, like, like, what man wouldn't do that? I think it's really sort of beautiful and bold and – but in other ways, not bold. Like, this is – I don't know. He's just – he's the spare. Let him live. <laughs> like, let him go to Canada if he wants to. Yeah, and seriously, um, there's also precedent for this. Not necessarily for, like, someone so senior stepping down unless it's, like, Andrew with, like, yeah. a really big thing happening. But there are working royals who – still support the monarchy, still like work with their patronages, still work with various charities, but then they have day jobs. And that's like Eugenie and Beatrice. Yeah. So they're it sounds like they're just going to kind of step back and take on roles more like that. Yeah. My greatest hope for them would be that they could be like Zara and Mike. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, my God. I actually think they're more sort of publicly oriented um, because they won't have the biggest impact possible than Zara and Mike. But Zara and Mike are really fun and get to have like a really normal life um, while still attending Christmas lunch and all those kinds of things. So that would be a great hope for them. I'm really fascinated to see how it plays out. Um, and it felt like this was a really fun day to be on Twitter. I don't know if all of you guys are Twitter um, <laughs> users or Facebook or Instagram, but it was really a wild day just because it felt like this weird American triumph somehow. Like I know that, I don't know, obviously I come at it from an American lens, but it felt like a lot of American jokes of like, we're getting her back or uh-huh. like, yeah, he's she's, she's rescuing him and that kind of thing. And it's, it was a fun day to participate in all of that and watch it all play out because it feels weirdly joyful. Yeah, and also I think something that's really important to note is they have been, once they released their statement and they their website went live, Harry and Meghan have been extremely transparent. Like their Q&A, I'm not kidding, it is extremely long. Like oh, yeah. every go question through the you website. possibly have. It's a lot. It's a lot to go through. And it was really hard to read today because it kept crashing. (laughs) I know because everyone was visiting. Yeah, but I highly recommend going through it. But like, so keep in mind, there's going to be so many reports because this is what happens. Like anything happens, people are going to be like, oh, this is what's like, this is the real story behind the scenes. Or like, this is what people like what they're going to do next. But I think it's important to note that the Sussexes seem like they're going to be transparent when they have things that they can be transparent about. I'm not saying they're not like 
no one can write about them. Like, of course, like everybody will write about them. They're like one of the most fascinating couples in the world. But like, just be wary of rumors. Yeah. And tabloid reports about all of this. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that this is like so many news stories related to the royals and related to the Sussex family. The This news comes in the eye of the beholder. Do you think it was disrespectful? Do you think it's um, silly of them to have to leave? Do you want to mock them for saying they're going to be financially independent? I felt like I saw a lot of that today. Um, I saw a lot that Harry must be really whipped as if like Meghan Markle tricked him with her feminine prowess That's into ridiculous. wanting to leave his family, which is just some solid misogynist nonsense. So... <laughs> I feel like it really is in the eye of the beholder. In our eyes, it seems pretty great, and we're really excited for them. And yet, at the same time, I feel this sadness that I might be seeing less of them, um, maybe fewer royal tours. Like, who knows? Um, it feels kind of like when your work best friend leaves. Have you ever had that happen where, like, it's the person who gets you through every day and, like, takes lunch with you and, like, when you're mad at your boss, will take a walk around the block, and then they leave and get a better job. And you're like, okay, great for you, but what's going to – what am I going to do? What am I doing back here? I'm just excited for them and I am proud of them. And I've seen a lot of tweets as well of people being like, Diana would be really happy about yeah. this. Like, look at what she went through and she yeah. went, you know. Yeah, that, she, just, that this is the this is the person that Harry has become. I think this, I, I mean, I hope that no one listening is upset at us for rejoicing, but I just, <laughs> I'm happy for them. I think that they have a lot of really exciting things in their future. And I think they're going to do amazing work. And I'm so excited to see what happens. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what they can do without with the with the reins loosened just a little bit. And we're going to be here, of course, every week telling you about how it's unfurling. And we're really excited to watch it uh, all come together. So without further ado, the rest of our normal episode. <laughs> it's a in good which one. which I was a little drunk. <laughs> just listen to it because I actually think it's really amusing probably now to see all the ways we're discussing what 2020 will hold for the Sussexes. <laughs> it just goes to show once again that what do we know? We know nothing. <laughs> we know nothing. Enjoy. But please listen anyway. Hear ye, hear ye. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by. Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen. Hi, welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan. And I'm Caitlin Menza. And it's time for the weekly... <laughs> That's how you know one whole drink was consumed before we started. <laughs> Should I? No, I'm gonna no keep going. Keep going. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Please follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Um, you can also subscribe to the podcast. Sure can. Subscribing is a very cool thing to do. I think it's like what they're writing about in all the fashion magazines. I don't know. <laughs> um, and you can leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. And please send us an email um, at info at gallerypodcast.com. And this week, we've got a lot to talk about. I couldn't have designed an episode that's more up Lisa Ryan's alley than this one. I know. <laughs> and you'll see why shortly. It's all for me. So first, we've got Kate's birthday. Mm -hmm. And then the Sussexes are back in action. Thank God we've missed them. And then the subhead is, I love Canada. Exactly. <laughs> I do love Canada. It's a, whole, it's a very Canada episode. Yay. <laughs> oh, Canada. Um, and then... We have royals speaking out about the disaster in Australia. Yes. And yep. That's happening as well. And we also have a royal refreshment. Yes. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. 
This one actually was tweeted at us, which goes to show that we take any and all suggestions and we take them very seriously. Um, Molly tweeted, um, we were talking about maple syrup because, again, Lisa got me maple syrup from her <laughs> from over Christmas when she was home. And she suggested this cocktail. It's a cinnamon maple whiskey sour. So part of why... Um, we are maybe already sounding loopy as we had one before we started. <laughs> um, but but it, we're in our 30s, so we this are is what happens. in our 30s. So it involves lemon juice, whiskey, maple syrup, and some cinnamon sprinkled on top. The lemon juice is doing weird things to my mouth. I'm enjoying... It's like too much lemon juice, maybe? I'm enjoying the drink, though, because the thing is... I love maple syrup. I love maple syrup, and I love deploying it in exactly this fashion. Um, so thank you so much for that suggestion, Molly. And if anybody else has ideas, we are always very open to them. And thank you to the Toronto Pearson International Airport for <laughs> selling maple syrup. I'm so happy I bought it from you. <laughs> Indeed. And so now we have a listener email. Caitlin, because I'm a little tipsy, will you please do the honors? Oh, sure. Well, it's from Angelina. Amazing, amazing subject line. Again, my grandma knitted a sweater for Prince William. <laughs> um, as of writing this, it's six o'clock the night before I start my last semester of college. Oh, man, Angelina, don't leave. Honestly, don't. Don't leave college. It's such a trap. One of my regrets ever leaving college. Don't leave college. I'm pulling out every drawer of my desk looking for my little bit of royal history. It seems I'll have to go into this story without any evidence for now. My Italian immigrant grandmother, my namesake, was a world-class knitter, and after Prince William was born, she sent over a hand-knit sweater. She received a thank-you note from Princess Diana's private secretary. Though I can't find it at the moment, a lot of nice and very princess-sounding adjectives were used, and it has a stamp of the queen. I like to think it was passed down to maybe George, Charlotte, Louis, or maybe even Archie. So if they or a royal archivist is listening Anything with a pink tag that says made by Angelina Navari is from my grandmother. I think it's fitting that her grandmother is royally obsessed. Her, sorry, her granddaughter is royally obsessed. Aww. Thank you for your podcast and for being vision board goals for a wannabe writer and an English major. Definitely saying God. <laughs> here's to many, not to be a downer. Um, here's to many royal rendezvous and spreading positivity, Angelina. That is so lovely. That's so lovely. Again, I say this every time I hear about one of you guys writing to the royals and getting a response because we have still somehow procrastinated and not done that. Mm -hmm. I think because I'm too embarrassed to tell them like, hi, um, I have a podcast about you and I think about you every day. Is that too much? I would be embarrassed if they're like, oh, we recognize the name from when the tabloids cite you. Yeah, exactly. And twist your quotes. We have an association with you that's bad. I wouldn't want that at all. But this is the loveliest thing. And to send a sweater for Prince William's birth is just, it's so sweet. And I just, I want also the job of responding to all the letters like that, like mm -hmm. Diana's Prince's private secretary did. That sounds like a great job to have. Like in Little Women, when they write the letters and yeah. they speak lines. I haven't seen Little Women yet, actually. Oh, it's so I know. good. I feel like it's oh so my, my personal brand to have seen Little Women on opening day, but it hasn't happened yet. Caitlin, I'm obsessed with it. This is very... I'm not the only person everyone is obsessed with it. <laughs> it's just so lovely. Okay. And everyone in the movie is just so wonderful. And what's very interesting to me is none of the four girls are American. Oh, my God, you're right. Yeah, they're all British, um, Irish, Australian. Who else? That's it. Yeah. But it's so interesting. That's so, that's funny. At least there's Laura Dern and Meryl Streep holding it down for New Jersey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's me discussing my heritage as we're going to have plenty of Canada coming up. Um, but until before that. We have someone else's heritage. <laughs> we have This Week in Royal History. And now, This Week in Royal History. The birthday of Kate Middleton. Catherine Elizabeth Middleton was born 
on January 9th, 1982. So she is turning 38 this week. Um, so Lisa and I were noting before we started that Catherine Elizabeth is like a very classic name that neither of us have Catherine or Elizabeth in our names. And like Elizabeth is such a common middle name. And then we realized that, of course, Caitlin is a version of Catherine and Lisa is a nickname for Elizabeth. <laughs> yes. I am not Elizabeth, but if you go to like any naming website, yeah. it'll be like, it's a di- it's diminutive of Elizabeth. Exactly. So we're Kate Middleton. We are Kate Middleton. I'm <laughs> KM, so already. Um, but yeah, so she is turning 38 this week. Um, we have her bio in front of us. You guys probably know most of it. She went to a co-ed independent boarding school. Um, she graduated from St. Andrews in 05 when the two of us were graduating from high school. Um, she has an undergraduate master's in er, with undergrad she was got a master's in the history of art and as we know from the lifetime movies prince william also was originally studying art history but then she encouraged him to study something else what does he study he studied geography i believe that's so funny that that's a major like i shouldn't be <laughs> hating on that as an american because we don't know where we don't anything, know anything is, is. <laughs> but like how do you study geography for four years like I did the geography B in fifth grade. I was very good. I was very good at geography. In I fifth won grade. the seventh grade one. Oh my God, we make a lot of sense. Wow. We are constantly finding things like that. It's it's very sad. So um, we're super <laughs> excited about Kate Middleton's birthday. And then we have two friends of the pod who also have birthdays this week or the same day. Yes. Elizabeth Holmes and Michelle Ruiz. So yeah, two happy of our birthday. past guests were also born on Kate Middleton's birthday, which it's like they were ordained to be royally obsessed. I know. I was born on Oprah's birthday, so it makes a lot of sense. You are Oprahly obsessed. I, I truly am. <laughs> so that's true as well. Um, but so Kate celebrated her birthday already this week. You know, we're recording before January 9th, but she's already been celebrating mm-hmm. in something that's become sort of a tradition. And it's the coolest, most fun tradition that I could imagine, which is that um, she and William tend to have like a weekend in the country with their friends. And then they all go to church. And we've discussed this. Like, (laughs) for your birthday, do you really want to bring your friends to church? Like, is that... I I mean, mean, it depends on your friend group. And and also, like, whatever religion you follow and believe in. But it doesn't seem like the most... It's not like a party. It's not a party, per se. But that said, if I were invited to church with the queen, you know I'm going, right? Yeah, I'm absolutely going. I am... Buying a fascinator and oh or a fedora, as we'll get into in a second. Absolutely for the occasion. But yeah, so apparently like the last couple of years, Kate has host Kate and William have hosted this weekend and it's become like the just what do they talk about? What do they do? Are they playing parcheesi? Are they day drinking? Like are the kids there? I don't know. Like I just love the idea of this weekend. And I love that they get to have like something that kicks off the year. Cause after spending, you know, a couple of days at Sandringham or in Buckleberry with I mispronounced it again. Bucklebury. I just want it to be Buckleberry. Anyway, the point being, you spend a couple weeks with your family and you're like, I want to hang out with my friends again and like get back on track. And what a great way to get the year back on track, but to spend like a weekend away with your buddies. Um, and then one thing that's interesting about this, other than the fedora, which again, we'll get into in a second, um, <laughs> is the fact that the friend group included some unexpected friends. We haven't really gotten into it because we just don't want to go there. Yeah. Last summer when there were um, rumors around a friend of Kate and Williams and her involvement. Turn up toffs. The turn up toffs. Yeah. Like how this group of friends, like how maybe there was one woman who was getting too close to William or like, what does it mean? Or all these issues. And we never got into it at the time because it was 
very unsubstantiated. It wasn't really covered in any mainstream publications. And it's so gross. And we try to stay away from things that are A, gross, and B, not based in reported fact. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't talk about it very much. But one of the couples that was photographed at you know in Norfolk and on the way to church were the couple that were rumored to be involved in the feud. In the feud. Um, we also haven't talked about it because I don't know how to pronounce their titles properly. It's like, Makes it real easy to avoid. It's like March, yeah. Mar- Mar- Marchioness. Yeah, the Marchioness of Chumley. 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 Yes. If you see the phonetic, like if you see the way it's spelled, it just doesn't. It doesn't make sense to It us. doesn't make but sense. But again, we're very ignorant American slash Canadian. No, so. I just think that also the British aristocracy is very complicated and it's like, I, I also just don't want to know about this. I don't like, I obviously I hated the rumor. I don't want to think about anything in that vein. And so anyway, the point is, it does not seem to be an accident that they were invited, and I hope that the friendship is back on track and that all of this could be put behind them, and it seems very um, – what's the word I'm looking for? It wasn't an accident that they were there at church. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, also not an accident, Kate's unbelievable outfit. It was amazing. <laughs> like, it was – just such a departure for her. You have this like patterned coat in these really cool like foxy colors. And then she's got a blue fedora on top. Super cool fedora. Wrapped this, in a pheasant feather? Like it reminds me of the sort of hat that I bought back in like 2005. And oh, I would yes. wear it around and I'm like, I'm so edgy. It was I, Hillary Duff's fault. Don't forget that. I'm like, I like Dorothy Parker. Does anyone <laughs> else like Dorothy Parker? And I was like wearing my hat. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. So edgy. We were not. But, I'm not saying that's what she looks like, but I'm just saying it reminded me of that. She looks incredible. She looks so fashion forward, so chic. It was just very funky for her. The colors, the patterns, the feather, the I'm not boots. used to it. No, everything was just like really, I was going to say wild. And that's such a bizarre word to apply to Kate Middleton and to an outfit that you wear to church because obviously it was perfectly appropriate, but it just felt like a real moment. It felt like birthday girl sort of celebration, a Stassi Schroeder moment, if you will. Like instead of a – It's so fitting that you're saying that today. <laughs> we're recording on the night that Vanderpump Rules is um, – the new season is debuting. But it <laughs> felt like that moment of like, it's my birthday. I'm going to wear sequins. So for me, for example, throughout my entire 20s, I would always wear sequins on my birthday. Really? Of course. I mean, I look for any – opportunity to wear sequins um so it just felt like a a, a moment for her you to, did not wear sequins this year but you did have a hat i wore a, a sparkly hat also because i'm in my 30s now so mm. this is how i grow up i guess slowly maybe i too could wear a blue stuff. felt fedora i just loved it and she looked so great and somehow the both the feather and the pattern in the coat seem to bring out the highlights in her hair like how do you <laughs> manage that does she have a milliner on staff who's like this feather that coat, your hair, the highlights, just warm and beautiful. And she just looked so happy. And it was really something. She also wore um, earrings from Diana or the stones were from a, a piece of jewelry of Diana's. Oh, yeah. it, the, the earrings look like her, her engagement, engagement ring. ring. Yeah. It was like a real just just quite a moment. What a moment. Um, so loved that. Happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday to Kate Middleton, um, 38 years old. Just wow. Look what you've done. Also, like we've known her for more than half her life. Isn't that wild? Half her life? I can't do math. Um, Also, she was like 18 or 19. Since Yeah. Just holy yikes. You know, Mm -hmm. she's been in the public eye for so long and it's always amazing to watch her ever more um, come into herself and see how she grows comfort with this role and queen consort to be. It's really it's it's exciting to watch. Before All hail in, the Kate. <laughs> before we go into Canada, can I just say, I really love having a 
cocktail in <laughs> winter with some cinnamon in it. Yes. And cozy, even and though it's maple, not warm. And maple syrup. And maple syrup. Yeah, there's just something about this cocktail where I feel like I'm home. Oh, I'm so alcoholically. <laughs> so, so much to say about Canada. I think we have to start with, of course, like we're where we left off sort of last week, we knew that the Sussexes were in Canada because it was reported everywhere. Then they sort of admitted it via a statement. Not that it's like well, they anything. did it after it was reported. Like, how yeah. did the news break? They were like, confirmed, we're in Canada. Um, Justin Trudeau, you know, tweeted his support for them being there. And then their very first event of the year was this event at Canada House. Yes, in the UK. Um, so the House is actually uh, the High Commission and it's in central London. So I feel like people here aren't really sure, like, what's Canada House? Like, what's America House? Like, what's going on? But that's just, like, what they call it yeah. over there. And it was really lovely. So the Sussexes were there to thank uh, Canada for its warm hospitality. We're reading Omid's report, Omid Scobie's report right now. Um, they joked that when they were in Vancouver, it rained almost every day. And, right. And something that's extremely important, well, first, they sat in the British Columbia room, which is the province where they were. Um, but then they ate Nanaimo bars. And I know that Americans don't know what Nanaimo bars are, but please Nanaimo tell, bars... Please tell us. Please tell me. They are incredibly important to me as a very <laughs> Canadian person, um, well, who's lived in America for half of her life. Uh, every family event I go to, we have Nanaimo bars. It's just like the pastry, like the dessert now, that is we it make. is that a brand name? Like it's something you buy in a store? It's something you make for yourself? It's something you make for yourself. So it's no bake. It's chocolate, um, custard, coconut it's really good I've made it a couple of times horribly because I don't know like I didn't um properly cool the individual sections so I put it together and it wasn't like three separate sections it was just kind of all melded together and people are like what is this and I'm like it's an Nanaimo bar but it really wasn't it was just like a cluster of things okay but it's just so lovely and it really is just like a traditional Canadian thing and I I don't really think of it that way. I just think of it like what I have at my Aunt Karen's. And I, I definitely. <laughs> shout out Aunt Karen. <laughs> shout out Aunt Karen. I definitely had 10 to 15 Nanaimo bars over the Christmas break. Fascinating. They're just so lovely. I'm so, so glad you're here to pronounce things correctly vis-a-vis Canada because I wouldn't have known to do that. I mean, I pronounce it as someone from Southern Ontario. So who knows if that's okay, like interesting. how it's actually pronounced because Nanaimo is in British Columbia. But uh, they also, there's, I'm going to, talk about a moment that was shared on Omid's um, Twitter, actually. Let me load it. So um, Harry and Megan addressed the people in Canada House, and Harry said, the warmth and hospitality that were shown while there was unbelievable, and that's exactly why we chose Canada. And then he said something at the end, and it seems like he said, let my wife finish in French, and then everyone just laughed. And then she didn't finish in French, but that's a, <laughs> that's a very Canadian thing because, you know, it's bilingual. And then Megan said, to walk around and to see the beauty of Canada and to see Archie go, <gasps> when he walked around, <laughs> just to see how stunning it was, has meant a lot to us. Yeah, I highly recommend watching that clip because Megan does like a little Archie impression. And it's just so sweet that he was like shocked by all the trees and the beautiful sky. And Because truly, like, um, British Columbia is insanely gorgeous. I have only spent a little bit of time there. I think, Caitlin, you as a world traveler have probably spent more time. But it is just one of the most beautiful places. So yeah. I understand why they wanted to be there. And that also, of course, reminds us that um, over the since the last time we recorded, it's, again, we recorded just last week, but since it was last year, it feels like a really long time. Um, but of course, the on 
Christmas or on, sorry, on New Year's Eve, the Sussex family tweeted out um, a picture of, or rather, it was part of the montage of their Instagram post, like mm-hmm. sort of wrapping up the year. They posted a lovely photo of Harry holding Archie um, in Canada, in like what is so clearly Canada with the beautiful backdrop. There's like mountains. There's yeah, the water. lake. It was so gorgeous. They both are like wrapped up because you have to be in Canada in December, you know. And Archie was wearing a little hat with pom poms on it, and he looks so delightful. Harry looks overjoyed. He was wearing little like muckluck boots. The Ugg boots. The Ugg boots, which this is – I don't think this was ever confirmed because I don't think they would confirm this. But of course, like Sussex like eyes who know everything, the fan accounts were like, are those the little Ugg boots that Harry got at that very first event when they announced that they in were Australia. pregnant in Australia? And if so, then that's really fitting given what's going on in Australia exactly. right now. So it seemed like the perfect sort of synergy moment and it was just very sweet to see. It is the most joyful picture. Like if you just need a dose of happiness because mm-hmm. so many awful things are happening right now. Like truly I can't overstate just how awful things can be right now. But it's just pure happiness. Harry like gazing at his yeah. son with just a huge, huge grin. Just so happy. And then Archie just insanely beautiful and looking more like Megan every day. It's insane how much she looks like Megan. Right? It's, I can't believe so it. So much. I see so much of her. And then they're just so cute. And then the picture is taken by Megan and you're like, oh yeah, it's just your average insanely beautiful family yeah. Yeah. on a really gorgeous vacation. Yeah, between Christmas and New Year's. It was just perfect. So lovely. Um, and also from today, it's worth noting that they visited the Hub Community Kitchen privately before they went to Canada House, which is Excellent. Of course, like very first stop of the year, Hub Community Kitchen, so great. Also, while at Canada House, um, they were taken to the Canada Gallery to view a special exhibition by an Indigenous Canadian artist named Skawanadi. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, The first uh, Indigenous artist to be featured in Canada House. Um, So that's incredibly special, of course. Um, And Let's maybe a moment for Megan's outfit. She did all shades of brown, which yes. I will say I think she looked amazing and I loved the hair. Um, but and I love those velvet like cognac shoes that she wears. It was like tone on tone. I love a turt. A, a what now? A turtleneck. Oh, t- a turt. Sorry, at the cut, at the cut, we called it a turt. I was never cool enough to wear a turt, but everyone else wore their turts, and so I was like, oh, of I love course, a turt. Um, that's amazing. I like, truly had no you idea. Where you're what going you meant. out, turt. <laughs> I would just you know like, yeah, turts are cool. Again, you know we're in our 30s because we say turt and we wear turts all the time. Um, but I will say, like, my hesitation is just because whenever she wears something amazing that I feel like I could wear, I feel especially connected with it. This outfit, I could not wear. This is, like, all the things I could not do. Shades of brown, I don't know how to wear brown. Just don't know how to do it. I'm a New Yorker. I wear black. I don't know how to wear brown. Um, and shade, like, the shade mixing I couldn't do. The silky skirt, that, like, satiny skirt, I couldn't do. I just couldn't do it. I'm not chic. Yeah. But Caitlin, that's a you problem, not a her problem. <laughs> so. No, she looked amazing. She looked amazing. It's just, it's not an idea I can replicate. Just shades of brown. I can't do it. But she looked great. You just look washed out with it. Yeah. But she looks stunning. And Harry looks stunning. I don't know. I think we're just super excited to see them back because we miss them. Yeah. I'm like, really we're not even cool about back. it. We're not like, oh, you're back. We're like, we f- missed you. Oops. <laughs> Wait, please keep that in and bleep it. We have to keep that in and bleep it because that came from the true, the trueness of your heart. That's how happy you are to also see them the again. the trueness of like a drink and a half. That's true. But um, it's honest. It's how I feel. It's, it's, it's my truth. It's, it is your truth. 
So it was a strong start for the year from the Sussex family, um, but we also have heard from them because they have encouraged fans to donate to Australian wildlife relief, um, given the still unfolding horror that's happening in Australia. We want to first just say that we're thinking of all all of our Australian listeners because we know we have a lot of fans down under and that this is also affecting New Zealand now. And it's just so, so horrible. So we really encourage everybody to, you know, educate themselves about what's happening and try to donate if you can. There's so many great organizations out there. The mm-hmm. number, the numbers right now are startling. The photos are horrible. Um, I'm sure you've seen them. And I'm really glad, of course, that they are speaking up, um, as did um, the Prince of Wales just today. Um, Prince Charles, he released a little video. And it's really- Such a- earnest yeah it's a very surprising video from him i mean it's clearly edited because they they cut in images of the the wildfires but it's a very sort of it feels off the cuff it feels really raw like he didn't prepare i mean i'm sure of course he prepared but if you haven't watched it you can watch and see what i'm talking about because he just seems like really upset and uncomfortable and it seems like he's just speaking to the camera like from the heart and talking about how awful this is and how you know, destroyed he feels watching this occur. Um, Also, the queen has released a statement like every, you know, of course, it's a Commonwealth country. So they're all getting involved and just discussing how awful this is. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, watch the video. And then, of course, in the in the week um, since we've recorded, Prince William and Kate Middleton announced the Earthshot Prize, which like this was happening before the wildfires. But it really um, like before the wildfires got really bad. But the timing is couldn't be writer, I guess, because they launched this prize to uh, pledging a decade of action to repair the earth. Um, so they're going to award five people every year between 2021 and 2030. Um, it'll be a cash prize for individuals or organizations who come up with solutions to environmental problems. It's going to to launch officially later this year. Um, and there'll be a series of challenges as well aimed at finding at least 50 solutions to the world's greatest problems, including climate change and air pollution. Um, this is going to be run by the Royal Foundation um, of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. Um, so it just was exactly the right timing. And they're trying to make this as big a deal as possible. And we know they've discussed environmental issues time and time again over the years, even when it wasn't cool to do so, even when it was almost, I don't know. Like crunchy. Crunchy, essentially. Yeah, like, you know, 05, 06, 07. They were always talking, you know, Prince Charles was always talking about this topic. He was really on the sort of one of the first to do that in a major way. And especially when they're told not to be political. It's not political, you know. It's just this is what's happening to the planet. And, you know, I'm glad they're doing something. And, again, some of the organizations that have been highlighted are, like, the Red Cross of Australia. And I just know from my Instagram, because everybody I follow has been tweeting, like, tweeting instagramming about it um celeste barber the comedian has been organizing this phenomenally huge fundraiser so there's so many avenues to donate if you're able um just read up and again all of our thoughts are with everybody in australia we are we have so many roros there and we're so lucky and you know the melbourne meetup happens there like yeah we're thinking about all of you it's really really scary stuff um we hope everyone's taking care of themselves and i hope everyone is helping take care of australia um so that happened and then we have some other like sort of bits and bites that we'll go through quickly this seems to come up honestly every week but there are further reports that bbc won't be airing princess beatrice's royal wedding um you know it was itv who aired eugenie's i just 
I don't know. I, I sort of I want Beatrice to have whatever wedding she can have, given the circumstances surrounding the York family right now. Um, if it needs to be completely private, I understand. I hope I get a dress photo. I'm sure we will. Um, we'll see. I don't think we even have a, a date or even a month yet. So it's hard to say what's going to happen with Beatrice's wedding. But it seems like that comes up a lot. And I feel like it's a constant topic in our, our Facebook group, too, because we all just want to we all just want a royal wedding. Like, just give me a wedding. Give me some tiaras. Cheer me up. But I do think, given the circumstances, that a dress photo would be sufficient. Unless, I guess, if she wanted more than I don't know, it, it's such an it's such a difficult situation because yeah. I don't fault her for her father. No, no, and she's done really great work. It's just it's but, really tough. But, but I you hope can't ignore the father. Like no, that, you can't ignore it. So no. that's and that's a huge thing. So that's and honestly, all of that aside, I don't know that it would be airing in the U.S. Right? Because it's it's you know, yeah. It's a royal heir's cousin. It matters a lot to us, obviously. But how did we watch Eugenie? We had to watch it online, right? Illegally, something like that. Mm, so I, I don't yes, know. Makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> but even I happens. mean, not illegally, super legal, <laughs> super legally, always. Um, also, of course, Olivia Coleman won Best Actress for The Crown. Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> the best thing, and this is not my own joke. I saw this on Twitter, but my favorite thing is Olivia Coleman getting a little bit drunk, not expecting to win, and then being kind of like annoyed that she won like oh no yeah when you see the ca- when the camera of course is on her face when it's announced that she won she looks like disappointed because she's like oh, i have to stand up she's like uh, oh man i wasn't ready for this um, but again she gave the most charming speech there's yes. no one more charming than olivia coleman like <laughs> like sorry everyone else like go home olivia coleman is so charming but i also love her dress she said for the last year i feel like i've been living someone else's life and now i feel like i'm winning someone else's award <laughs> queen elizabeth should get a golden globe just for living just for a living. Give it to her. Mm. <laughs> but okay. So she admitted to being a bit boozy, saying that she was completely stumped. And then um over her win, she was completely stumped oh. that she won. And I'm not stumped. She was what great. I thought was interesting was when she was up there, she's like, flea bag. Because she's also part of flea bag. So oh, she's that's like, Yeah. It was just she so cute. really rules those awards. She's so good. I think that's the thing. Like, first of all, she's insanely talented. Like yes. everyone knows I stand. I stand. I'm not like I'm not ashamed to admit it. I know it's, no it's controversial. I love her. But like she's so effing talented. But then she's also just like so charming. You know she's so nice and she's so honest. And so I I want her to win every award because I always want her to give a, give a speech because my life is better when she speaks. Right, there you go. That's what it is. Um, and then one last little thing is that um the the heirs gave us an official portrait in the throne room appropriately at Buckingham Palace. So to mark the start, to, I'm quoting the tweet here, to mark the start of a new decade, a portrait has been released of Her Majesty the Queen and their royal highnesses, the Prince of Wales, the Duke of Cambridge, and Prince George. Um, so we got all four heirs. It's just so funny that all of this is coming from that one event where they like mixed Christmas pudding, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like all of these things are from the Christmas lunch. It's like they had one photo shoot and they just maxed out the content, which I understand. Um, but I love George's little face. Um, I love his plaid pants. Those are my takeaways and his deep, deep side part. Those are the things I take away from that portrait. You know, he's graduated from shorts to pants. So shorts he's getting to pants. Older. I hate time. It's a British thing. I hate time. It marches on. But he has the funniest face in that picture. Queen Elizabeth looks just so happy. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad they did that. If they could mark every major occasion and milestone throughout the year, Lisa's birthday, my birthday, our 100th episode, which is rapidly approaching. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, you can tell that William's pretty tall because 
Charles is standing on You're so a right. chair. I'm not sure. <laughs> on a step. I'm drunk. Sorry, Charles <laughs> is sta- standing on a step and almost the same height. Yeah, you're so right. Interesting. It's great staggering. It's like when I'm on an escalator and my boyfriend's on the step below me. And you're like, I'm or like, so tall. I'm like, oh my God. Are, are we the same height? We're the same. <laughs> I can look you in the eye finally. Um, it was really cute. So before we adjourn the Royal Pod, we have some highs and lows. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. Caitlin, please take us out with your low because I oh, know you have a low. I'm so ready. I almost want to stretch. I'm standing up. I'm like, I'm sitting up straight. I'm, I'm pulling my arms back. I'm going to do a glute stretch. I'm so ready for this complaint. So David Foster, who some of you might know because he's written most of the great Celine pop Dion. songs of the last 30 years, including many for Celine Dion. Um, my, my real queen, sorry. <laughs> rude um so he is an amazing amazing songwriter he also has appeared on many episodes of the real houses of beverly hills because he was married to yolanda hadid exactly um, the mother of gigi and bella exactly so he is great he's now married to Catherine mcphee apparently he helped megan and harry or so he says arrange some of their housing in canada the backdrop is Catherine is way younger than he is. Correct. And she went to, I believe, high school with Megan. Yes. And they used to do theater together. So we don't know if we're close from if they're close from that or like whatever connection close from maybe. Famous people things. But we do know that Catherine has shared an image of her with Megan. And yes. I will say I love Catherine McPhee. And the picture's really cute. But David- I love Smash. Because <laughs> you're a closet theater kid. Not so closet. <laughs> so the point is he uh, apparently they helped them with their housing in Canada, helped them arrange private, you know, housing so that they didn't have too much scrutiny, but not too much scrutiny. But then he gave a giant long interview with the Daily Mail about it. And I'm like, what is the point of you? Like, I did you even help them? Like, I guess you did. But like you offered to help them to be quiet about it. And then you give an entire long interview saying, like, I helped Megan and Harry. Like, ew, it just bothered me so much. And he's like this at this point, reality TV guy. And like, <sighs> we did, we did see someone in the Facebook group say that maybe he spoke out about the fact that he helped arrange them to stay for free at his friend's home um, in order to kind of subvert the tabloids being like, how did they afford or like how much did it cost to spend? Almost like, like an Elton John, like defended them around the airplanes kind of thing. Yeah. So like that is devil's advocate. That is a but- very kind reading. I hope that's true. But I just was so annoyed by this because like, this is exactly why they can't trust people or and why no royal can trust anybody in their own like friendship circles because maybe he did do them a favor and then he immediately goes and tells every newspaper who will listen, I did them a favor. If Meghan Markle asked me to do a favor, only you would know, Lisa. It would be really hard. I have to bite my tongue in half. But I, like, that's the whole point is that they're, I don't know, they want trust and he just does this and it just, it made me very mad. We're available for favors. <laughs> so that's my low. What's your low? My low is... Hmm. I didn't really think about you're it. You're too, because you're too happy about Canada Day. I know. I guess my low is, I wish there was more Canada. <laughs> Eternal low, not enough Can't Canada. Can't there be more? <laughs> Excellent. Um, and then what's your high? My high is that fedora. Fedora? It's the birthday fedora heard around the world. It's like, welcome to 2020. Kate Middleton's wearing a royal blue fedora. My high is that the Sussexes are back. I believe that they deserve privacy, so I'm really glad that they got to have six weeks to do family stuff. I think, you know, their whole lives are under such scrutiny, so it's not like a leisurely six weeks. Like, they they work all the time. Yeah. And even when they're not working, everybody's talking about them. We're talking about them. Like, everybody is also, obsessing over everything. Also, they gave us a Christmas card and that pom-pom Canada photo, so yeah. they're doing stuff. They do stuff, but... 
I am happy that they're back because I miss them. Yeah, that's fair. Actually, maybe my high should just be all the hats. Kate Middleton's hat. um, Archie's hat. Archie's pom-pom hat. Just all the hats. I really More liked, hats. I liked Archie's coat. It was like kind of rolled up and you saw like oh, the, classic. the little stripes. Is it Brenton's sleeve? Breton stripe. Breton stripe. It is a Breton stripe. I don't think that was a Breton stripe, but the point is stripes. Stripes. Yeah. It was I was great. like, this baby is chic. It is a super chic baby who looks exactly like Meghan Markle. Very good high. Um, you guys can drop us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. Um, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts please. And then here's a real review. It's actually an email review. And Caitlin, you have to read it because of what I said before. (laughs) It's from Anne. Dear Crown Royal Caitlin and loveliest Lady Lisa. Fantastic. Crown Royal is new. That is new and I appreciate it very much. I also Mm. think that's what we're drinking. Crown Royal? It is. Yeah. Delicious. for what I'm doing tonight. Perfect. Appropriate. I'm obsessed with the Royals because I'm obsessed with Royally Obsessed. That was so hard for me to say after all the lemon juice. Um, <laughs> the podcast, not the other way around. You are a high every week. There are no lows of being a Roro. Thank you for the laughter, whimsy, drinks, and even occasional mistiness throughout the year. Ugh. It's wow. always just like a second away. Wishing you and Anna's tremendous for 2020. Ooh. <gasps> You're a fan, Anne. And my sister's name is Diana, but we're named from Anne of Green Gables, not the Royals. That's really lovely. Thank you for writing in. Canadian. Canadian. Anne of Green Gables is Canadian. Really? Yes. <laughs> Caitlin. I think I thought it was Southern. Have you read a book? I have read a book. I'm just kidding. I know you've read so much. You're so well read. I think you read more than I do right now, actually. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you you're for very smart. That. I'm flushing now. I think you're really talented and beautiful. <laughs> you are drunk. Okay. Please follow the show on Instagram at Really Obsessed Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Really Obsessed. We love the Facebook group. We get so much news out of it. And sure do. So many of our Facebook group members are from Australia. So sending all of our love to you guys. We we're yeah. just thinking of you right now. We sure are. Um, you can follow me at Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram. I mostly just retweet people. Um, Caitlin? <laughs> you can follow me, uh, Hey K Men's, H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z on Twitter and Instagram. And until next week, I'll save the pod. <laughs> you need to lie down. <laughs> Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.